And it's a beautiful day to have a beautiful day. A GM, GM on this beautiful day. A good morning, NFTs. With photos called Steph and Mando. Got the Alpha on Web 3. And it's all on Road Radio. It's a beautiful day. To have a beautiful day. A GM, GM. Yo, 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 yo. I guess the end of the jingle went to my AirPods. Um, so I'll just do it for you. Bird noise. Rug radio. Um, <laughs> good morning. Good morning. GM, GM, GM. Friday, day. Saturday, Sunday. What? Here we are. Friday, July 15th, 2022. Another beautiful day in the metaverse. Look at that. The metaverse is shining this morning. Shining. I can see there's a sun in this metaverse, I mean. And there's uh, green leaves all over the place. It's beautiful. How's your metaverse, Ovi, Mando? Good morning. <laughs> it's, uh, it's sunny here as well, but not in, it's just like sunny in London. Is there like sun in London? Out of the metaverse. I'm getting... Mate, it's been, it's, been su- it's been sunny for like two weeks. I think there's another Breaking two weeks news. of sun. And next week is going to, yeah, next week is going to be 38 degrees Celsius. 38 degrees Celsius? Well, yeah, which is like 100, 100 Fahrenheit. something Fahrenheit for those who don't get Celsius. That's hot. Yeah. Especially in Europe, when you get 38, it's humid. It's like yeah. a humid 38. So it's like, it's hot. I've, I've been, it's yeah, not when, pleasant. I used to, when I lived in Paris, um, the summers, like they would, uh, the heat waves would get really intense. It's actually 100 on the dot, 100.4 uh, to be precise. Uh, but yeah, another great show today. I'm 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 hyped. Damn, I have so much fun in the morning. It's like so eager every morning. Mando, what's up, King? How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm back in London. Flew back this morning. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna see OSF tomorrow. Life is good. Um, he's clearly moonlighting as a waiter at the moment uh, with all the background noise. But yeah, look, looking good for us. I gotta I gotta say uh, to the both of you, I want to run a poll today to our audience. Which one of you has the lamest excuse to leave the show early today? Because both of your excuses are pretty lame. Um, and you, I know you guys both have to go early. We're, we're still, no, just so come on, know, come I on. Still run the show on I ne- and then some. I never okay? miss the show. Hold on, but I'm still going to give you some slack here. Because you said that in the group chat that Ovi had a shitty excuse. And your excuse is not better. <laughs> I do it's have my a my, my excuse is weak, for sure. <laughs> oh my god you guys cracked me I up. mean I, I, it's my first time back in London for like two months and I've got to see someone um, whereas OSF just made up some excuse that he has to take his aunt is it aunt or uncle to the airport so, like, <laughs> it sounds like an excuse from like a 90s let's, TV let's, show yeah, it's, true. it's not like there's Ubers anymore uh, however, but I do understand he wants to take his 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 family to the airport, you know. So who who's got? Let's see who's got. Let's see who's got the the worst excuse. So I, there's OSF's excuse that he has to drive his aunt and his uncle to the airport, and Mando's excuse is that he actually had plans. So the guy made plans when we have a recurring show every day at the same exact time, right? So raise your hand if you think OSF's excuse. Is worse. So send some some laughing emojis if you think OSF's excuse is worse. Just laughing emojis. So give it a couple of seconds. 
I'm scrolling down, looking at it. Okay. Laughing emojis if you think Mando's excuse is worse. <laughs> Look at the audience. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, my God. I, re- I respect the audience. Funny. I respect That's the funny. audience. For, so for what? Unbelievable. OSF doesn't even have any answer uncles. Like, this oh, is just, just lies. This is, this is so funny. Oh, my God. That is hilarious. Um, so it seems like the public has chosen uh, Mando. And, uh, you know, the nature of Raguido being a DAO and decentralized, while the people have chosen. I'm fired. You. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, my God. Imagine the proposal coming in. So um, we'd like to propose that uh, Mando is replaced on the show by. Uh... <laughs> oh, my God. Never. 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 Um, but yeah, no, so I know you guys are both going to leave earlier today, which is totally fine because I'll be here vibing, uh, with friends and Jake. So it'll be a vibe today. we got a good show ahead as usual, uh, the NFT daily, uh, you know, NFT market daily summary. Oh, I said marker. There you go. It's not a tweet for me without a typo, huh? And then, uh, we, we did want to talk yesterday about the whole Snapchat, uh, and mass adoption, uh, side of things. So Mando, I squeezed that in, uh, just because I know we didn't really dive into depth. Uh, about what Snapchat is up to and, and perhaps can talk broader, uh, more about mass adoption. The reason I said that is because last night I hosted a room with Mel. So I think we're going to host a room every Thursday night for two hours. And we did it last night. Uh, it was great. But we had a whole conversation around, is it the language around crypto and NFTs that it's not helping with mass adoption yet? Or is it the technology that is still pretty complicated and, and hard to understand, right? Because those are two different things. It's a question that Mel posed. I thought it was an interesting conversation. So I wanted to bring it here uh, this morning with you two um, because uh, I think it's uh, I think it's quite interesting. Uh, then origin story, Jake the DJN. I mean, goes without saying. I think a lot of y'all uh, uh, are familiar with Jake. Uh, I'm happy to be collecting his work. I think you guys have a couple. I don't know if you guys have a couple of his pieces, but definitely you've, I've seen you interact with him a lot, Ovi. So I think that's gonna be a good conversation between you two. Uh, and I'd love to hear more about his story and his art. And then. Uh, you know, I want to riff off. So off of that, how to make it as an artist in the space. And the reason why I put this title up is because obviously we have a lot of artists that are listening uh, every morning. But also Jake is one of those guys that actually like made it as an artist. And uh, and he often tweets about that stuff. Like he writes about it a lot, about how he kept his audience small and about his art and being true to it and everything. So I thought it was interesting to kind of like riff off of that and have this conversation uh, on a Friday. And if obviously there's artists in the audience every morning usually – um, bigger, smaller, you can just, you know, request to speak, come up and jam at the end. We're going to, we're going to get into it, um, all together. Uh, but Obi, why don't you, uh, why don't you give us the market today? Why don't you tell us, by the way, I went and checked. So this morning I went to the Nifty Alpha show. Whenever I'm up early enough, I go and listen. Usually I wake up a little up too late, but I go like, you sleep kind of late. And, and they have a whole thing called the weather report. So we're going to have to find something else, uh, because I'm not like that. So I went and checked, and it's true. P.O. was like, hey, so Signal, give us the weather report. And then she went fully like, so in London, it is 38 degrees, and in Paris, it is 20. No, she- <laughs> no it was great. Honestly, I love these people. Uh, so we're going to have to find our own little Ovi's Corner type of thing. But yeah, give us a little uh, market temp check. Maybe maybe I can read the sports guy. You know when the oh. guy does like the, the oh, sports it's true. Scores. The scores. What that's do they, like, What do you call that's that? Quite, that's, that's that's quite that's a cool. That's actually one, isn't really it? cool. I don't know, like um, sports, sports anchor, center. I guess. It, no, it's the sports, sports center. center but yeah. Do you have like a name? You know how like the weather report? Like there's a weather report like on the weather chat. Like 
I feel like sports has its own term. Simon would know. I'm bringing Simon up. I, I feel like there's a term to give us, like, Simon. Simon. Goldberg. Yeah, uh, what, what's West going on? I got, I got for, for a sports reporter, sports yeah, center. Yeah, sports. You know when you, you have a sports center, you have a show on sports, and then you have, like, this guy's thing giving us all the results or whatever. You know, kind of weather channel has, like, weather report. Like, what's the weather report version of sports? Oh, fuck, dude. I'm, I'm like literally just waking up without coffee yet. Um, <laughs> it's true, sorry, like you. Uh, not the anchor. Like I'll think of something okay, on well, this too. Oh yeah. my god! Someone made a meme of Ovi as a weatherman. I'm posting it and posted it on the server of Rug Radio yesterday. And and oh, <laughs> hold on, JC. I know you're listening. Uh, he's our head of community. Uh, make sure. You, oh, it's JC. Okay, make sure you get. To send me the send me the username, okay? Send me the username. I'll tag him. It's the same person who did the who did the. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it was G six six on the server. Yeah. Oh, oh JC's behind the rug. There you go. JC's right here. What am I saying? JC's on stage. So is that his Twitter? That's the same person who did the 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 jingle. Exactly. Yeah, the um, same one. I'll, I'll get his Twitter right now. Oh my god, this is so fun. Ovi, are you ready to laugh? Oh, this I'm works. ready. The sports right. center people are called anchors. Now no, I they're called anchors. Anchors, what? sports anchor, sports the sports anchor. <laughs> that doesn't work. We got something yeah, better. Yeah, exactly. Ovi the weatherman. Yeah, we definitely need something better than that. Um, you guys are gonna die right now. Uh, hold on, J six C six. That's his name, right? J six. There you go. The legend. J six is the man. Jingle. Yo, Ovi, are you ready? I'm ready. Amanda, are you ready? I don't think you... Are you can tag you in photos. Are you that cool? Are you like a celebrity? Like you remove tagging from your photos? Look at this guy. No, no you, you can't. Can. It says OSF cannot be tagged in photos. Oh. Well, sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> it was ever since the Rex show. You couldn't tag uh, OSF in photos anymore. Gotta love this lead, babe. Bye. Oh my god, okay, I posted it. I posted it. I tagged J6. I tagged OV. I pinned it. It's coming. There it is. We have... <laughs> you killed me. J6, that's a funny one. <laughs> oh, wow. That's pretty funny. That I just got so a good funny. text from, uh, from, from Sneaker that's Dad. He said either the, the rundown or the sports rundown. That was a good one, Sneaker Dad. Oh my god. Uh, that, is, that is good. Oh my god, that's so funny! You like the B movie? I think it's so good how it says "rug" yeah, every day. Yeah, it just says "rug, rug, rug." <laughs> oh, this is good. Anyways, without further ado, let's get to that. Let's get to the rundown. Give us, give us the rundown. We got a little pump. We liked it. We had a ten percent day this time, going up. Thir- sorry, thirteen percent. Well, wait, ETH is twelve. Whoa! Sold. Breaking news: eight forty-one fifty-six just sold. Sorry, guys. I didn't mean to. Like, I have notifications on. A forty-one fifty-six just passed hands for two thousand six hundred ninety-one ETH just now. Wow! Another ape sale. Why? Why do people? Holy why do people shit. keep selling these apes so cheap? Wow! Like, Whoa. wasn't there another buyer? Yeah. There's three doing the rounds buyers. again. Three buyers. There's Deepak. Like, there is a guy who bought it the other, the mysterious buyer, and Robert Leshner. There's three fucking buyers, bro. And one of them let like, go for twenty-five to the mysterious buyer. 
and that meant that Deepak and Leshner were apeless. Let's see who that is. Uh, another ape sale. Wow, hold on. I, I pinned it at the top for everybody to see. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut that off, but that is quite the breaking news. Um, now everybody's going to tweet, this ape just sold four. Just so you know, CryptoPunkSpot already shares the news, so you can just retweet that. Uh, let me see who bought that. It seems like this... Who is that? Interesting. That's not even Robert Leshner's wallet. If it's, if it's what, a full spot, it, it, if it's a full spot, like these people spot. are so dumb. This is, this, wait, this is not Robert Leshner and this is not Deepak. Who, um, Who is that? What was, the, what was the last price of this one? Where 25. It trade? At $10 million. 25. So the person, so they made, a little bit of money. The person made 169 ETH all while losing $7 million. What a chat. That's yeah. that's like probably the biggest dub I've ever seen. Well, I think I think people. So the reason why I think so many of these trades are happening right now is the buyers want to buy because for them it's cheap. If they're putting in new dollars wow. or new fiat, it's ch- it's cheap for them to buy it. But for the sellers, it's like, well, I'm getting a shit ton of ETH at the lows, so I can see why people want to sell the stuff as well because it's like, you know, I get a shit ton of ETH at the lows, and ETH could, you know double, triple, quadruple, whatever it is in, in the next few months or years. Um, so I think that's why there's so much trading. I think there's actually like a, there's, there's arguments for both sides of these trades and there's definitely two-sided markets here. So um, it's interesting. I'm not surprised. Whoa, this is, but wait, I'm really curious about this one. I'm asking the punks chat if there's a fourth buyer uh, because this doesn't seem to be Robert Leshner's wallet uh, that he was bidding from because you can tell they didn't acquire the other ape in there. And it doesn't seem to be Deepak because Deepak has been literally bidding from Deepak.eth. Um, and he was the D- it's funny. So Deepak bid 2,900. Sorry, he bid 2.69. And this person added one ETH. <laughs> this person added one fucking ETH to the bid. Oh, that was that's crazy. Uh, what just happened? Do we do we know who the seller on this? Do we know who bought this one from four one five six initially? I'm not I'm not aware of who it is, but that person seems to be called the real forty one fifty six dot eth. Okay, that's the dot eth. There's no more punks in there. Uh, no, I remember. So just the history is this was the legendary punk forty one fifty six from Punk World versus Pound of Nouns, and he used it was his character, his avatar, his persona. I mean, his username is still punk four one five six for years, forever, and then he sold it as a Dutch auction. Uh, put lowering the price by 500 ETH every... I, I forgot every how many. And at 2,500, yeah, it just bit. Um, which was $10 million at the time. So um, if he let... Uh, if he if he tethered, could come back and buy three apes right now. <laughs> with the same amount of ETH. With the amount of dollars, but, but, but the, at the same ETH price. It's really crazy to see, um, Mando, Seth. I don't know what you guys make of this, but this is the fourth... 2500 and highest uh, up ETH ape sale in the recent months, which is pretty solid if you ask me. Um, wow, yeah, there is there is apes a look the best, buyer. yeah, th- apes look the best. Buyer. It's a fourth buyer, so it's not, it's not, uh, this isn't this isn't National or Deepak nor the third buyer from the other day. There's four chads looking for apes, and two of them have found homes. Wow. All right, ready for spe- ready for speculation here. Like this just popped in Go my ahead. head. Yuga owns BAYC. Obviously, Yuga BAYC owns Punks mm-hmm. now. Didn't they talk something about like 
mecha apes in like the leak thing. Maybe there's something with ape punk that could get you something more in the Yuga ecosystem. I don't know. I just yeah, maybe. But I think people are buying those because the the dollar amount. Like you're looking at three point three million dollars US for for a for a crypto punk ape all time highs like what tens for this same ape like this same ape sold for ten million dollars like six months ago. Um, I think it's more of a USD play, and it's you know a lot of obviously a lot of people have a lot of money. Oh, you've seen the OV got rugs. Let me move him and him back. But a lot of people have a lot of money. I th- Damn. I think what OSF said kind of makes sense. Like may- maybe it's a case where. You have some ETH OGs that own apes right now, and th- they're making their ha- their way into the hands of, of high net worth buyers. And the ETH guys don't mind because one ETH is one ETH, um, and they think they're getting in at the lows. Um, and the high net worth guys think they're getting in um, down. There maybe is a market there. Yeah. I just didn't think there would be that much of a market there. And I'm just I'm just surprised. Like, why why is this traded one ETH above where Deepak was buying? Like. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, just, because, it's so just, it's interesting. So, well, do you know how I, it is with the punks? I'm not going to sell shame game? someone who made, like... Yeah. Yeah, look, but, like, they made, obviously, they made a crazy amount of money here, but it just it seems like a... It's just weird how these are trading. But these are biting. So, there's a funny, interesting... So, if you're talking about trading, I was talking with these yesterday because I, I, I listed my punk for the first time since I bought it a year ago. Um, and because I'm trying to... I'm trying to... I'm trying to upgrade it. And so, it's funny. As soon as I listed, a lot of people are like, yo, you're leaving the punks? I'm like, yo, I will never in my life. Uh, but so I, I listed it, but listen to this deep NFT value. Remember we had Nikolai here, the value on deep NFT value would be 78 to 80 ETH, uh, 80 ETH ish. I got a 95 ETH bid on it because there's a demand for, uh, aesthetics. Now, uh, when it comes, especially like if you look at certain punks and how they've been selling a lot of the punks, and we've been talking about this with these have been selling way above their, like their technical value on floor, like their, their trade value. And uh, and they've been trading uh, based on aesthetic. It's just been such an interesting thing to see right now. So I put it up there for like the amount I put it up to see what but is, to buy. Isn't the model meant to? Isn't the model meant to adapt to that? Yeah, it seems strange. So these you just happened to pick the best aesthetics as an influence. You got you got the the in on, on what the, the new big aesthetics are going to be. Is that how it worked? Um, yes, totally. I uh, I am yes yes. That's it. That's what I'm doing. Um, and, and yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. There's going to be a tweet about me fucking selling a punk suit and say, yo, what the hell, man? Come on. It's crypto punk. <laughs> oh my God. No, but it's, uh, it's just been really interesting to see what's happening with the punks. Love to see it. Love the punks. Obviously super duper bullish. Um, so, uh, Ovi, now we can. Uh, before I cut you up earlier, <laughs> now I can get into the market rundown. Uh, ETH is the oh. lion. Twelve hundred, the new yeah, ETH. Right. Gave us fifteen hundred. That's the new four K. <laughs> <laughs> I I think if this is what we've just seen in the last day, is like absolutely classic, classic, classic markets. Like you had a bad inflation number yesterday. It was the same. It was like the same magnitude worse than it was last month last month we sold off but look like this time around everyone was so bearish negative going into it like the whole twitter feed is bearish anyone you speak to in the world is bearish like everyone is super super negative and it's the same like across markets as well and like institutions and retail investors they're all everyone's defensively positioned everyone's bearish so 
what happened is you had a number that you had like two data points that were like the worst case scenario. You had a good employment number, which meant the economy wasn't that bad. And you had a big inflation number. So like, it should be really bad. Like it's a massive concern, but what's happened? We've just fucking rallied back. Why? Because everyone is too bearish. People are positioned way too defensively. And you just see that play through. Um, you just see that play through. And that's what, to be honest with you, like market movements and, and prices, they're, they're, they're broken down by two different things. You have fundamental rationale for movements and you have technical rationale for movements. And the fundamentals now, which is like inflation, recession, interest rates, all that stuff, like everyone knows that. Like every single person knows that. And I just feel like I see this in my Twitter feed the whole time. People are like, ah, oh, yeah, like I think corporate earnings are going to be really bad and like inflation sucks. Um, and so like, I think we're going low. It's like, cool, man, you and literally 99% of the rest of the world think the exact same thing. And if that's the case, then it's priced in, like it's priced in. And I think um, the other way around isn't priced in. And, and that's why you've had this big rally in the last 24 hours. I think it makes complete sense to me. This is like literally exactly what I said yesterday. And I really wouldn't be surprised if we keep going higher from here. I really, really wouldn't because I think, especially in crypto, I think a lot of leverage is out the system. I think people are still short. Um, people have sold the bottom, shorted the bottom, whatever. And you're going to get this thing now where people are just like, oh, I didn't want to buy 800. Now it's back to 1200 and it will go to 1300 or 1400. And people are like, shit, like, did I miss it? And then they'll start framing in again. It's just like, I wrote a, like a fictional tweet thread earlier today, which is like pretty much what like, <laughs> maybe, maybe like a good 50% of the NFT market here. I just pinned it. Um, but um I think the, the other thing is like suddenly now, like people who've been trading NFTs for six months or 12 months suddenly think they're like macroeconomics experts and they think they're going to predict like the move of like major financial markets over the next six or 12 months. Like people, like, everyone has to take a step back and just stop. Like stuff is down 75, 80%. Everyone and their mother knows what's going on in the world right now. It's all priced in. I think it's all priced in. And that explains why you've had this move higher. I wouldn't be surprised if we, if we keep going higher from here. I'm not saying it's the bottom. I'm not, I don't call tops. I don't call bottoms, but I do buy things when they're down 80%. Um, I definitely don't sell things down 80%. I definitely don't short things down 80%. And the reality is the same guys who are calling for ETH to go down to 500 or 400 or whatever and getting really bearish at 900, those are going to be the same fucking guys who are buying ETH at 5K, saying it's going to go to 10K. And that's just because that is how human psychology works and that's how market works. And that's why... There is always so much money to be made in just doing the most basic thing, which is, um, which is as simple as buying low and selling high. And it doesn't matter what the reason is. Like, everyone's like, this time is different, this time is different. I've heard this time is different at least six or seven times in the last 10 years I've been, um, been in markets. Like, I've heard it every single time. There's always a new reason why this time is different. But you need something bad to cause lower prices, and then you want to use that bad reason to buy things at lower prices. And then you need something good to cause higher prices. And then you want to sell it when it's at higher prices. Yeah, but this time is different. You don't want to to wait for good news to buy because then it's going to be high. You're going to to end up buying at a higher price. And that's what's happening. Everyone's like, oh, stuff's really bad. Okay, cool. I'm going to sell ETH at 1K. Oh, stuff's really good. I'm going to buy back in. Cool. ETH 3K. So all you've done is you've sold ETH at 1K and you've bought ETH at 3K. Great. You just lost money. Um, But it's just like, it's a simple thing, but I think people don't get it. And... um, uh, I'm not saying this to like be a dick or anything because it, look, it's taken me years to understand how to trade these markets, how to invest in these markets. And the other thing is you need liquidity. Like you need to be able to keep buying dips and not have to sell. You don't want to be forced to sell. And if you get in a position where you're a forced seller, it's tough. But 
I think that's I think what you're seeing right now is just like textbook human psychology, textbook market reaction. Um, it doesn't surprise me. I wouldn't be surprised if we keep going higher here. And you're just seeing some macro stuff change now as well. Like oil's been sub 100 for a few days. It actually hit, it was as low as 92 handle yesterday. I think it's back, back up to 98 today, but um, it's, it's been moving in the right direction. Even interest rates have come back in. Stocks are up today, like S&P 500 and Nasdaq are both up today and crypto's rallying. So um, I just think, I'm, I don't know. I, I, I never know when, when it's the bottom. I never really know when it's the top. But for me, as I've said the last few weeks now, like I think prices are low enough to, to be wanting to, to DCA or average in or whatever it is. And um just think people are too bearish, man. People are way too bearish. Wow. That, that, was, that, was, pre- that was pretty bullish, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, was, I wasn't I mean, expecting. Yeah, it, it was pretty bullish. Young Bula. I was not so, expecting that. I, I think he's, he's kind of been going this way for, 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 for a little bit now. Um, but I, I do kind of see what he's saying. Like... Uh, you have to admit that everyone was so bearish after that inflation figure. Even I was, I was like throwing in the towel. I'm normally max bull, um, but uh, it does feel as though maybe positioning was um, was set up for this to have a little bounce. It just depends on how long this bounce lasts for. Um, we spoke about on the show yesterday the correlation between um, crypto and stocks is, is going down massively at the moment. So you could have a position where stocks sell off and crypto keeps on going. That's that seems to be a theme which is which is starting uh, to run with with kind of the bullish narrative right now, um, and then there was some news today about the fact that like the ETH merge might be happening in September. There was some light light rumors I think um, from some of the devs on like a call which said that it was going to happen in September. So some confirmation that it's not going to be delayed until twenty twenty three or something like that. So uh, that- breaking news actually it's four one five six. Look at his tweet. New PFP. Wait, four one five six bought back his. Uh, Shut the fuck up! Are you kidding me? I'm I'm sorry. Wow! What a move! What a move. Yeah. Wow! What a chance! <laughs> Could we explain why this is so historic? Um, oh, that was his PFP for a long time. Um, and he had some issues with Lava Labs. Just, like, it, isn't this what I just said, Mendo? He yeah. sold the top at 10 mil and he bought it back at 3 mil. So, yeah, <laughs> he's, he's, he's he like oh, he had wow. a lot of punks, he had a lot of punks, and then he was selling oh, wow. them be- because he was not happy with how Lava Labs was running. Uh, he's not really a big utility guy, I would say necessarily, but I think he did want them to do more with the IP, and he, he then ended up creating like now. He's trolling, um, he might be trolling. He might be drawing. But how many e- um, how much ETH was the ten mil that it sold for? Twenty five hundred. Wait, worth it? Maybe he's trolling. I don't that's know, nuts. but this is like that's so nuts. Oh no, he he put right click save as guy in the comments. Okay, he's trolling. Oh wow! Yeah. He he right click saved it. Ah, uh. <laughs> that would that would have been great. <laughs> well. Yeah, he's trolling. Yeah, he got us. He got us. Oh, man. <laughs> what a Friday morning. What a Friday morning, bro. The whole punk chat was talking about it already. Like, yo, it's 45. <laughs> this is good. What a Friday morning, everyone. Um, it's, uh, wow. Uh, we had Ovi's very bullish 
uh, you know, uh, soliloquy. That's the word I was looking for. Uh, and <laughs> and then this forty-one fifty-six stuff. Oh my god, I'm dying. This is so funny. Um, on the flip side, though, so yeah, so I mean, yeah, it is pumping, and as usual, shoulda, coulda, woulda bought it a thousand, right? Uh, <laughs> there's, there's some there's some evidence like if you're a technical trader right now like the, i think if it breaks through 1280 it's been it's been in like a channel between let's say uh around a thousand and 1300 if it breaks through that people are saying oh okay, like the next the next line of resistance all the way up to 1800 now i'm not a big chartist but it, it definitely has been in a channel you can look at the graph right now so um i think if it get if it breaks through like 1300 area I think it'll have some momentum with it. Yeah, I agree. Like, I just think um, that's when you start getting the FOMO buyers, right? You start getting the people who didn't buy it, like, 50% lower, but are happy to buy it 50% higher. Like, it's just, it's, it's mind-boggling it's a, to me, but... <laughs> it's a horrific point, right? ETH, ETH is down 75% from the highs and up 35% from the lows. So, like, you're sitting there going, like, well, it's down 75%. It's also up thirty five percent. Like, what, what are you meant to do? Um, th- this is this is classic where people get burned. It's literal FOMO. Like, it's always FOMO. You gotta and you gotta have that fear of missing. Like, I legit am in this NFT streets, and the conversation is it's only gonna get lower. Ed. And so, what do I do with that information? Right? Am I like it's gonna get lower? But you know, I'm here. I'm gonna stay in there. I'm gonna stay in ETH. I'm not gonna sell or like, do I sell right now? And if it's going to get lower, you know, it gets to that lower point and buy in, right? That's the whole thing, of course. And all of them was like, so what are you priced in? Like, you know, you know, don't, well, you know, I'm not going to say, hey, what you, you, you didn't say, hey, don't be stupid. But it's like, you know, it's just very, <laughs> it's just very difficult. And not all of us, but we're artists, okay? So a good amount of us are not traders and we're out here just trying to figure it out as me. And so, you know, a, a lot of these conversations, that we're having you are legit having it with you know artists that are, you know are just are sponges just trying to figure it out and you know <laughs> we're getting worked out here <laughs> well let's just say it's consensus right now like i did a poll last night about what people thought of the rally and people are like oh it's a bear trap it's it's you know don't buy into it it's consensus that this is a bad this sorry this is a bull trap like this is not a rally to buy into so Normally in markets, you try and do like the non-consensus thing and that, that makes money. So maybe this is, a, it is the consensus thing is to not buy ETH here. Like people think that, that this, this rally won't hold. So maybe that's what you should do. And that's my, that's my financial advice. Not y'all, if y'all don't want to take it, but I'll take that. Thanks. Uh, yeah. You mean that's your non-financial <laughs> NFA. Yeah. Yeah. NFA. Uh, I know Ed is trying to, so Ed is a Fed, so he's trying to get us to give (laughs) FA. Just so y'all know, you can't spell Fed, Ed, without Fed. Fed without Ed. I'm usually usually in the DMs of OSF. Yeah, I'm usually in OSF's DMs, and I'm like, hey, what's going on? Yes. He's like, so I'm getting, (laughs) I'm getting reports that Mando has to go. He doesn't want to say it on stage. He's texting it. I've got to go. Put it out there. I'm going to put it out there. Uh, my sources are claiming that Mando has to go. Happy Friday, Mando. Enjoy your time with your friend. 
uh, you know, away from us. Have fun, bro. Have fun, man. This is Have such fun. a BS experience. At least, at least yeah. I'm not making up relatives, you know? I'm not making up, making up relatives. Thank yeah, you for going and hanging out with a friend. Like, imagine planning a hangout with a friend when you know you have a show with your friend, with your so-called friends. You know, we're not, we're not, we're not hurt. It's better than OSF just leaving, though. I'm, so. back, I'm back in London for the first is... time in two months. You've got to, got to cut me some, some for slack. For real, for real. <laughs> Robin doesn't leave uh, the Howard Stern show with a BS excuse in the morning. So, yeah, I don't know. I know, bro. You ever seen Joe Rogan's right-hand man ever leave the fucking show? Since we don't watch that. Show, I'm positive. You ever seen these people walk out like that to see a friend? I'm kidding, man. No, Go man, they just need to learn how to do the OSF and just disappear quietly. Yeah, like, I know. Man, like, why don't you well, he's got more man. integrity. He's got more integrity. Uh, but, <laughs> uh, <laughs> by the way, it seems like Jake the DJ slept through his alarm. Or sometimes they think it's Pacific Standard Time because our show is pretty early. But uh, but on the market side, Ovi, uh, you did a quite a good um, – Quite a good uh, rundown on the uh, the macros on the NFT. I mean, we kind of like just talked about the punk that just sold and a lot of movement. Uh, what else are we seeing here? Uh, wow, I don't know what pushed the pudgy penguins. It looks like they're up twenty five percent. If anyone knows if there was news there, uh, it went up to two and a half. Jeez, it's a big bump, twenty five percent. The rest, the, the rest is still silky strong. I mean, you know, Azuki's and Nibits and you know the admit one same price. Uh, you know, I'm looking at everything. Everything's just still kind of like hovering the same amount. Wow, and the punks are just getting – wow. Sorry, guys. I think the punks are getting bought so heavily right now. It's not even funny. Um, but, yeah, everything seems to be uh, – everything seems to be okay in NFT land, OV. I don't know if you see anything I didn't see. Yeah, I think um, – It's like the same. Yeah, it Every is. Day, really, yeah. So, well, everything in the Yuga complex has been trading a lot and been going higher. And obviously now punks are in the Yuga complex, so, so I'm even. Everything, the other stuff, like the other blue ships, like Doodles, Azuki, it's been kind of quiet. I don't know. Like, I haven't seen much go through in those. So I wonder what's going on there. Like, maybe they're the second tier. I mean, Doodles just had their but... whole thing, right? Doodle? The Buckets. And Faroka, it's Punk's OTC. Yeah, it's Punk's OTC doing a lot of sniping here, of course. Yeah, well, he also he he likes he does these things for volume and for like he he's smart with it. Uh, except that he he refuses to do any fair trades. Uh, and so yeah, I'm mad. Um, and um, <laughs> but yeah, Obi, it seems like things are just cruising. You know, like I'm I'm happy so, to yeah. see that the market didn't crash on the NFT side. As much as we remember, how like going into the bear, we were told that like things are gonna be horrible, everything was gonna go to zero, and our NFTs would be hurt the most, which had a lot of people scared. And NFTs are doing good in ETH price. I mean, I'm talking about the top. Obviously, there's a lot of collections getting really hurt, but like still, like you know, we didn't get the blood that we were told, Ovi. Well, we did. I think. I mean, NFTs are down. Anywhere between sixty to ninety percent in dollar terms. So I think it's right, like, exactly. Think in dollar terms. Yeah, but I think you have to look at it in dollar terms, right? I don't think you can. I mean, you can look at it in both, and I think increasingly the market is a bit more ETH driven because let's let's be honest, like a bunch of people put a bunch of money into this ecosystem and no one takes it out in fiat, basically. So I think people seem to be like fine just being in ETH. 
So yeah, in each terms, they're not down that much, but in dollar terms, they're down a lot. And yeah, of course. That's what I say. You had you had that move, but I think that move's happened. And mm-hmm. I think you need. I think the NFT activity actually has been higher than I would have expected, given what's happened in the world, which is very bullish. It shows you it's not going away, um, and it shows you people actually want to buy this stuff because, especially all this rare shit trading now, like people are like, oh wow, I can actually buy this stuff cheap. But it's more the fact that given like all these other assets that are down so so much, people actually want to come in and buy NFTs, like buy punks and buy rare apes. I yeah. think that's really bullish. And I think if you see a bit of crypto stability now, like if ETH goes higher, ETH stays around here, then I think NFT, you know, we maybe have, we maybe have another JPEG summer. Who knows? Like it, it could happen. It, it really, really could happen, I think. Um, and I've just been, I've been getting, like I was not, the last few weeks was like, I'm really, like I want to buy loads of crypto here. Maybe I want to buy stocks, but I didn't want to touch NFTs. And now I'm like, you know what? Maybe NFTs have a decent chance here. Hmm. Let's go. Let's this is fucking sick. Summer. We like we like Ovi on a Friday morning. He's like such a bulla. Like he's there. JPEG summer. It. Let's do it. J- yeah, JPEG summer. We're already like three quarters into the summer. Let's go. Really? Uh, I thought but... PFPs were like kind of losing, losing the um. Ed, Ed, Ed. Shut up. Um, what am I the bearish uh, one? No, it's fine. You're the bear. You're the bear today. Yeah, yeah. You're the bear. You're the bear today. Uh, it's, it's when we don't have Wiz, we have Ed. Um, and I, <laughs> you know, I need to have Wiz at least once or twice a week. I'll say. I just love when he comes in. He goes, "Okay, young bulla, you're gonna get wrecked to the skin pump." <laughs> just like yo, it's so funny, bro. Um, on on the market side, though, some sad news. I mean, I know people like to meme it out, and yeah, the memes are great, but. Uh, Devin Finzer, founder of OpenSea, announcing that they're laying off uh, 20% of their workforce, uh, which is, you know, obviously it sucks for the people that are affected, right? Um, and says a lot about about the space too, no? I mean, yeah, we're talking about some bullish stuff, but this is not the greatest. Uh, so yesterday, I'll pin it, I shared already, but Devin Finzer, founder of OpenSea uh, and CEO. Uh, today is a hard day for OpenSea as we're letting go of approximately 20% of our team. Here's a note I shared with our team earlier this morning. But Ovi, I want to talk about something I picked up in the note, which is in, I think, the one, two, three, fourth paragraph. Um, the changes we're making today put us in a position to maintain multiple years of runway under various crypto winter scenarios, five years at the current volume, and give us a high confidence that we will only have to go through this process once. So which what I'm understanding from this, this sentence from Devin is that they're preparing for a potential five-year crypto winter. What do you think about that? Are they, or maybe they're just being, you know, obviously pragmatic and like being careful and want to make sure. And he did say that would be the only time. Right. Um, but what do you, what do you think about that? seems like OpenSea, obviously they have a lot of backing. They have smart people helping them out. You know, that's what they're kind of like saying, right? Unless I got it wrong. They just have so much money. Yeah, they no, spent that on Jam, bro. <laughs> they just have so much money. I just saw this. They, they spent it. They spent this. They they spent they spent that on Jam and on Dharma. Uh, <laughs> Obi, what do you make of that? Yeah, I think I I think what they said is a bit BS. I think um, my read of it is that now that they've um, you know, they've obviously raised a few times, I think they do have a lot of money. I think they're looking at more acquisitions, but. My guess is they've maybe hired like some some sort of advisor or consultant to be like, okay, like how do we make this business more streamlined and efficient? And someone probably came back saying like, you need to just 
like sack 20% of your workforce because these guys probably aren't doing anything or aren't adding as much value. And I think that's probably what's happened. And for they hiding behind, like, we're preparing for crypto winter. We're worried about that. Um, that's why we're reducing your workforce. So I think that's what's happened because, look, like, um, they still do a ton of volumes every day, even if it's not, you know, three, four billion a month like it was before. It's still, the number's still large and they still get a lot of fees. And um, I don't think any, I mean, I just said people are really bearish. I don't think anyone thinks it's going to be five years. So for them to come out and say that, I think it's just like they're hiding behind, like maybe they fucked up and hired too many people. Maybe they just didn't have an efficient corporate structure and now they're just making redundancies to be more profitable as a business, I think. And maybe even use some of that money for more acquisitions. I'm not really sure, but um, that's my guess. I, by the way, that's complete, completely speculative. I'm just guessing completely. But it's a weird thing to say, I think, for someone like OpenSea, who's, let's be honest, like I know it's such been bad for the last few weeks in this year, but they've been doing very well in the last 12, 18 months. But do you feel like even OpenSea doing this and like putting this announcement out here is going to make like other Web3 companies? Well, can we consider OpenSea a Web3 company? Um, yeah, I mean, okay. yeah, yes and no. Um, maybe not. Maybe not. I don't know. Like, they're going down a part. I think OpenSea is going to IPO one day. Like, I think they're going Web down. Web 2.69? Yeah, okay. something like that. Exactly. <laughs> but so. do you feel like... Um, this is now going to even shake up other com- uh, like you know web three companies of like oh we should like really this is probably gonna you know this heading this is looking really really bad we should probably also do the same thing since if OpenSea can do it is open if OpenSea is gonna do it then maybe we need to do it too like to base ourselves. We need to do what? Sorry, like, I mean, do you mean layoffs? Yeah, like I, mean, I feel well, like we've seen a lot of layoffs already, bro. Coinbase fired like twenty percent. I mean, their but Coinbase employees. wasn't wasn't doing OpenSea. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, OpenSea is, like, in, in a way, is a, real, a a huge leader in this space. But, Ed, there's no other big NFT marketplaces in the space. There's only Ed, OpenSea. I, Ed, I know what you're saying there, and I I don't think people are going to look at OpenSea's layoffs and be like, we're going to do it as well. No, but also, there's no yeah. one the size of OpenSea, guys. Like, I don't know. Like, LooksRare doesn't have the, the massive team OpenSea yeah, the, has. the competition and, is not there. Like, there's no OpenSea. Like, there's not, like, it's not like there's eBay and Amazon and Walmart. And so, Looks is on the like, same level as OpenSea. OpenSea. There's, nobody at, there's nobody at the same level of OpenSea right now in terms of, like, I guess, workforce or volume, right? Is that your question? Well, it was it's more so of uh seeing a big leader uh making cuts and then you being like a smaller, you know, uh company in the space also trying to brace yourself and, and making your own cuts because you're not sure if you can sustain no. yourself as well. Well that depends in the space. on the company. We're hiring. We I mean, we're we're hiring. We're just but we're not open seat. You know what I mean, like I don't that doesn't make me say, Hey, maybe I shouldn't hire. Like we're actually yeah, and, like, and actually, I need help. <laughs> I'm looking looks rare, I like actually, <laughs> looks rare. Actually, in the thread yeah, that OpenSea put, yeah, yeah they I posted that. in that thread they're hiring. So there's plenty yeah, of people yeah, hiring. Yeah, that, the amount of people that post in the thread were hiring. Uh, yeah, a lot of people are guys. There's a lot of NFT Web three companies hiring. The reason for that now is because it had become very hard to hire in a bull market. Because first of all, everybody was asking for insane amounts of money because everybody's making money. And people would think just because the treasury has money that they're entitled to a big amount. Second of all, uh, it was impossible to find talent. Third of all, it's, we're still early, so it's still hard to find proper talent that has a lot of expertise that's ready to make the jump into Web3. And it's, so there's, there's a shortage of, of, of everything in the space. 
So it's like those 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 hires. If anything, if you're looking to hire, I, that was my first thought. It's like, wow, I need to look at who's being laid off at OpenSea because it could be interesting because clearly they know the space, right? And they've operated in a in a high level, you know, company with a lot of pressure. I'm sure. So I think Ed, like, I don't think this instills any, like, I don't think it really instills like a fear train like, a, like, like people fear. Are, yeah yeah like because people are heavily hiring around me from what i see Ed. that's what my person no, no that's good that's good to hear i didn't i honestly didn't know that it's just been the you know it's a bear market and everyone is coming like you know i'm hearing more announcements of layoffs versus hiring so maybe that should be also the thing like people should be talking like that should be more louder too because you know in this space it really seems like okay you know just being for yourself i mean for yourself survival of the fittest you know that's what it's like this there's being cuts and you're like okay if obviously is cutting or whatever i'm sure like no one you know i i'm assuming that a, a good amount of people in the space are like not even trying to you know attempt to like look for um you know opportunities at um you know web these spaces because they just feel like oh it's a bad market it's just like no yeah uh, you know but that's good that's actually really good to hear you, you- I feel you. It's but also with all the the funds going bust and like a lot of big companies laying off, etc. But uh, when you look under the hood and the smaller ones, and for the people who didn't gamble the treasuries, especially because a lot of people did, like a lot of people kept the treasuries heavily in ether, right? Uh, without tethering or thinking about what the burn rate that they have or how long they need to run. Like we have like our burn rate for the next six. Like we know exactly how much we need on the dot to go for the rest of the year and and potentially twenty twenty three, right? But a lot of people just didn't necessarily calculate that and we're launching projects and we've been saying your projects are businesses that you're launching like that you know be careful but it's um yeah it's been um it's gonna be interesting to follow to see uh they they are saying that they're covering everybody uh you know providing general severance healthy coverage to 2023 accelerated equity vesting so it's cool to see at least some support but and they're gonna help them place them in into different jobs so we'll see what happens there definitely this is We've said there's not an open sea killer for now, but we'll see if someone comes and starts picking up employees from there. So uh, we'll see what happens. I see Wiz. That's so funny. I I said we need some Wiz in this space, and Wiz literally appeared like a true Wiz. Wait, really? That's hilarious. That's incredible. Makes sense. I, I think it's because I, ju- I bro. So I was literally talking about you. I was saying I need me some Wiz right now because Ovi gave us an extremely well worded bull case. Yeah, it made me happy again. Right now. Yeah, it made us all happy. It made our Friday great. So don't ruin it for us. Don't <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to. It's okay. I seem to be the <laughs> only like mini bear left, so I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna mess it up. It's all good. I'm here to just vibe out with you guys. Yeah, Wiz, as long I'm literally, like Wiz, as, as long as I have yeah. my wine, you can be real. As though. long as I have my wine staked, you can't be a bear. And I, I just staked my wine yesterday, so no bear talk. <laughs> Exactly. Oh, love it, love it. This is love what it. we're gonna do. We're gonna buy all the supply of Vinca wines, and we're gonna yes. stake it all. And every time More this man bear tweets, we're gonna just like unstake that shit. And- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot of wine. Oh, At least God. I got that going. You know, just keep drinking. Literally, I'm like in an alley in Florence right now, eating wine and truffles. So no one can like harsh my energy right now. No bullets. That sounds amazing. <laughs> but but honestly, what's your like? two-minute quick temp check on the market right now still want to hear kind of like your your position sure um 
so you know what what was what happened in the last couple of days what happened today uh obviously market's pretty bullish uh crypto is definitely uh even more so bullish uh, than the rest of the market um uh, dis- dislocated a little bit to stocks yesterday um kind of dislocated a little bit today uh, as well uh cpi obviously right it came in uh, not great number but i think the market was just expecting it to be uh, really bad uh, i think the real risk was that if it came out a really good number then you'd have just seen the market like just rip up so fast so i think the fact that market was just so short and uh so bearish that you know when you had a number that came out not as bad as expected like energy prices and stuff like core inflation was bad but headline inflation was still kind of like not as bad as expected so you know like uh, obviously stuff that hits the consumer so you know food energy oil prices stuff like that so that was definitely a a very i guess like you know um not as bad as expected so when the market's just so starved and there's just so many participants short uh, and you just expect, you know, expectations are just so bad, you know, it's a very, it, that definitely helps a lot, right? So I think that's one of the reasons that we ripped up because uh, rates market definitely was, you know, uh, fl- like the rates were mo- are moving up. So I think the market just expects that maybe the Fed's just going to be so aggressive now. So I think the, the big risk now is that if the Fed does not decide to be as aggressive as the market thinks, then the risk markets will have to recorrect. So right now, market's like thinking 75 basis points. Uh, so if, if Fed's like, okay, we're still going to stick to 50, even though we're at 9.1% uh, inflation, then, you know, maybe market will have to reprice risk a little bit. Uh, so right now, market's just expecting that they're going to be very bullish. So bullish because... Fed's going to be very hawkish, so it's more like, you know, bad news, good news kind of thing. Um, the one nice thing that I saw that I just tweeted out, uh, you know, uh, today, especially as I was tweeting a lot of bear, which I do most of the time anyway, uh, was uh, imports. Imports was something that led uh, inflation a lot on the way up. And I, po- I posted a graph on it uh, on my um, page uh like I think it's the second last tweet, maybe if anybody wants to look. Uh, imports uh, on the inflation part uh, has led in the run up, and it looked it looks at least a chart like it's topped. Um, so that's like you know uh, something against what. Uh, the bear like case scenario uh, on the other side we did see a move like that in March as well and then you saw it kind of spike up on the other side uh, this could be both bull or bearish if you just look at CPI or inflation across the last 20 years uh, actually no all the way to 1900s like 1920s I think when they have data not CPI data but like inflation data uh, it shows that you're basically against this like trend line that starts like in the early 1920s. Uh, so you're literally like touching against it uh, on this print. So usually it bounces uh, off it. Um, so you could, that could be another justification for a bull scenario. Uh, but obviously, if it breaks through, then you you'll have a breakout in uh, CPI, which is is possible too. But you know that's uh, like that goes both ways. So very very interesting uh, points for bull and bear case. Uh, I think, you know, Fed is obviously something, the, the next big uh, thing to look at. Obviously, uh, you know, I don't know how much the Fed can be trusted in either ways. You know, they've kind of shown that they are not very trustable to either go fast or go uh, slow, etc. But I don't think they want to spike the market in any way. I mean, they've been very um, consistent d- during the hike. Like when you're hiking, you never want to hike too much or too slow, even if the market calls for it. Like. When you had that happen in uh, 2018, when Yellen was hiding, Yellen was hiking. You had this huge, uh, you know, uh, sell like the taper tantrum and all that. So you don't want to have a scenario. So I don't think the Fed's going to hike as much as the market thinks. Um, 
But if they do, that's obviously very bullish because then they're going to curtail inflation, especially with labor market kind of holding. You could have a soft landing. Uh, obviously, labor is not turned. But if the labor does decide to turn, then you have a scenario where, um, you know, you could have a hard landing. Uh, but again, all of that means that we're still closer to the bottom than we were earlier market from like a technical standpoint you just if you look at a one-day chart there's a lot of consolidation happening in the not like ethereum like 900 to 1300 so we're basically marching back to top of that range right now so obviously if we break out from that top of the range that's very good um i would look at that 1275 to 1300 to see the action that happens there i mean that's literally like literally plot the uh, third the one day chart for the last like a uh, year and you'll see you know the trend but you'll see this big consolidation happening that's i think one of the longer pieces of consolidation that's happened yet so if you break out to the top uh very bullish you've had this consolidation accumulation period uh but we also could you know leg down uh seems like given the fact that even a big event like cpi did not make it leg down uh is definitely something uh, that's going for the bull so that's my kind of unbiased both way uh, scenario uh i am long term uh long obviously i still have i'm uh, probably 25 percent uh long risk that's mostly nfts uh blue chip nfts and uh spot risk in um uh ethereum and apecoin uh, i'm long apecoin just into all the uh, the events that are happening that's tomorrow right yeah that's tomorrow what's that that's tomorrow yeah the, the, yeah the, the tomorrow first Voyager, we got the, thing, the yeah. first trip is tomorrow right that's right yeah I'm, so I'm, i've been pretty I'm bullish on that, on that. I, yeah I, yeah i think that's, i think that's smart i bought a bunch of ape as well last few days um i think that's smart as well why not but right? it's crazy <laughs> it's interesting that there hasn't been a rally i mean because there's no news much yet 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 of course we'll see tomorrow but i was expecting somewhat of a rally personally on the acorn side uh, leading up to um, well we're seeing the it in the trip. nft right so you're seeing yeah, like yeah, we, we have, that's rallying. True. yeah that's true yeah and we, we the other side is rallying to free i mean that's pretty massive so i think what happened with the ape coin was we saw that rally in the news like sell like buy the rumor sell the news when a point rally to like 5.5 as the rest of the market was crashing so i think we might have seen the like the local top or whatever you want to call it on ApeCoin, but I, I'm still quite bullish on other side stuff into all the news and, you know, especially on Kodas for sure. I, I also think, um, this, I don't know when the staking is coming, but it's it's been a, quite some time since they announced it. And I think usually, I mean, like, I know all that staking shit and everyone's like worried about some stuff these days, but um, usually when you have a big staking announcement, you see stuff rally into that announcement and you see a lot of supply get locked away. So, it was like, for me, it was like staking plus the other side thing tomorrow. I thought could have been an interesting plan. A plus on top of that, obviously, like I'm a, I'm a bit more bullish than most people. I think Ape is kind of like a, a little bit like Levadeep, really, but you don't actually have to take leverage. It's like, um, uh, I think it will move with more volatility than ETH. So I don't know. I thought that was interesting too. Like, I'm, uh, I'm glad I'm not alone on that one. You know, I think what, yeah. with ApeCoin, the, the, the bull case scenario for ApeCoin is, I think, is a little bit different than, so I, I guess I could under, I could kind of see the levered Ape, uh, sorry, levered uh, ETH uh, scenario. I think the bigger bull case for ApeCoin is actually the fact that if you're, a, like, any kind of institutional money that wants exposure to, like, institutional, like, you know, say, fast money hedge funds and stuff, and you want exposure to anything that's metaverse related, like, you don't, like, you can't actually go and buy, like, a, like sorry, you can't go and buy, like, NFTs, right? Like, like, uh, like in America, if you're a fund, like, you know, like, my fund, like, cannot go and buy an actual uh, BAYC or uh, any other NFT uh, and most coins. So we can't, like, go buy 
you know, some random NFT coins and stuff like that. But we can buy uh, ApeCoin because it's on uh, most of our prime brokerages uh, and the only other coin. So before ApeCoin, the only way we were able to get any metaverse exposure was Sandbox and Decentraland. So that's one of the reasons those two coins pump so much, regardless of actual uh, usage, was because it was the only way any real money could get uh, exposure to it in like a proper legal way in America. So I think ApeCoin kind of changed that. And you saw you're seeing you saw a lot of people who want to just have exposure, like long term exposure to the sector, like NFTs and to metaverse. Uh, and ApeCoin kind of gives them that kind of exposure. So that's kind of my long term bull case on ApeCoin uh, personally. Yeah, I agree. I think it makes a ton of sense. Um... So ApeCoin is going to be the only coin used in that ecosystem. I'm, I'm assuming. Is that why we should be bullish on ApeCoin? Because I, I have ApeCoin. Um, I'm assuming <laughs> I have nothing with the other side other than ApeCoin. Um, and that's just something I've just, you know, hoping it will go up and, you know, I can benefit off that of trying to be in the ecosystem. But I, I, I do wonder if that's if, if it's not only going to be the only thing used to get around or, you know, needed for that, you know, the other side or that ecosystem would it would it you know go up or you know what's the benefit if you can use every if, if you can use other coins and stuff i'm, I'm yeah, very sorry, curious so about tomorrow yeah. sorry go ahead I, sorry, i'm just I, reading I'm the I, just, I, just, I just get this get an uber um i think um no i think what wizard said is right because there's also remember there's a lot of money that still wants to invest in like metaverse nfts all this kind of stuff but the actual process of going out there setting up an Ethereum wallet, like buying an NFT on OpenSea, figuring out how to store it and hold it. Like, it's a, like it's, there's a lot of hurdles to it. Maybe there won't be in the future, but there are, there are now. So like for them to actually want to, to invest in NFTs or Metaverse stuff, I think ApeCoin is, is a good proxy. It's like a liquid, it's kind of like a liquid NFT investment. And I bet you like it will probably be quite correlated to NFT prices as well. I, I'd be, it'd be interesting to chart that over the last few weeks. Maybe it's a bit too early in... in and it's life, but it could be a good proxy for NFTs as well. And um, that's, that's exactly what it is. Like you can exactly t- tell right. me a better proxy, the liquid coin proxy to NFTs than ApeCoin. Now I'm not saying like you should anybody should go buy or sell or anything. I'm just saying from like a technical standpoint, is there a better proxy to uh, NFTs like directly to NFTs than ApeCoin? Like you could argue that Sandbox and uh, Decentraland was, but not anymore. Yeah, I agree. Well, a, a, the thing is, yeah, Sandbox and Decentraland are like specific metaverses. And, and while ApeCoin is, I guess it's like other, it's related to the other side and that's a specific metaverse, it, it does encompass like a, lo- a lot more of kind of like the NFT universe. And you, you would expect like any Yuga NFT to be correlated with ApeCoin. And look, Yuga Labs stuff is such a huge part of the market now, like a pretty massive to the market cap. So, yeah, I agree. Like, I think it's like, it's like a liquid way to pay it. Um, yeah, should be interesting. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting move uh, to see. I just saw also on the movement side, I saw Ryan Carson's fund sweep like 45 of this, like, what is it called? Uh, t- table Land? Oh, table Land? Yeah, I, I hadn't heard cool. of it before. Yeah, yeah I, I think just bought like 50 of them or something. I haven't heard of that before. SQ, uh, Wait, hold on. Did I get cut out? It's SQL on the blockchain. If you look into it, it's actually pretty cool. I was in this like chat and he was telling me about it, and I was like, "What the fuck is that?" And uh, yeah, it's actually a pretty cool concept. It's like SQL on the 
it's basically like a database query on the blockchain. Interesting. Okay, I'll, I'll look more into it. Okay. Yeah, there's there's a lot more to it than just like the art. But the art's pretty cool too. But the yeah, artist, no, no, the art is cool. Yeah, I don't know much about it, but I just saw the sweep happen, so I was just like kind of. Yeah, I haven't bought yeah, any, haven't but seen. I'm looking to on yeah. a dip maybe. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you definitely don't want to follow a 50, uh, 50 unit sweep. <laughs> Never. Exactly. Never. If it, if it dips down, um, I think it could be something interesting to look at. I haven't bought any yet, but I might buy if uh, it dips down. Like, I, I think projects like that that like push utility in like technical mm -hmm. perspective from NFT side are so cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's that's true. It's just remember back then, like in the market last year, if there was a fifty NFT sweep, you would want to get in because it would just fly. But now it's like people just start listing more because <laughs> they're like, oh wait, someone's buying my bags. Everybody <laughs> starts listing down. Oh it's yeah, liquidity is so starved. <laughs> yeah, it's a different market, right? It's like you. Um, but yeah, it's always cool to see sweeps. Uh, speaking of utility and technology, there's an artist on stage, a special guest. Jake the DJ, who decided that the utility of his last piece would be reminding me of the price of ETH every time I look at the piece. And so I demanded a return of that utility. But <laughs> Jake, GM, GM, King, how you doing, bro? Good to have you here. GM Kings, how we doing? We're chilling. We're steady chilling here with the lads. GM. <laughs> love the Jake. What's good, Jake? Yeah. What's yeah, going on? What's going on? on this Friday. How, how about those avalanches? How about those avalanches? How about those avalanches? Ah. You guys want to hear a story? My team, well, not really. This isn't really my team, ultimately. But I basically got a jersey from someone, like, on the team. And they just signed a deal with another team, like, two weeks after I bought the jersey. Oh my god. Wait, does that make it more valuable? It does, right? No, I don't know. Yeah. It kind of no, just makes it like it kind of just makes it like it's like when a yeah. new it's like if you're really into a high fashion brand and then you got some shoes and then you're like uh, and you're like, "Oh yeah, no one's had I haven't seen any of these shoes." But really everyone has them and then they just dropped some brand new ones, so it's like damn. But anyways, <laughs> yeah, I like the difference. Yeah, bro. So Jake, it's it's a pleasure to have you on stage. Um, you know, definitely want we've been wanting to host you for a minute as we're doing these origin stories a little more now. Uh we have already like I think three guests lined up for next week. But a couple this week, so it's fun. Uh and uh and so it's fun to have you. I mean, I'm I personally I've been following you for a minute now uh on Twitter and finally got into the whole um DGen token, I think a few months ago. It's been a while. But I've I've gotten a lot of air a lot of airdrops since, <laughs> which is really cool. And and so you're an artist who's, you know, had quite a lot of success in the space. Uh, you're, I could say, you're really successful and one of the better artists of the space for sure. And so maybe you want to give um, give people a, um, you know, maybe a background bio of yourself and how you got into, into art in general. Yes. Yeah, so, well, I started um, really getting, like, really teaching myself how to edit and, like, put something together when I was like I don't know probably middle school or like even before then though you know I had been shooting videos with my friends and like just making sketches and random stuff um but then I started kind of getting into gaming and Call of Duty and like seeing I used to watch a bunch of frag movies on Call of Duty 4 honestly and that's kind of like what got me into like really creating and starting to learn how to edit and everything so yeah I came up doing that and then 
eventually I started doing uh, music videos, photos, and then I was in Phoenix. I ended up moving to Chicago and doing uh, going to school out there. And um, yeah, like I did a ton of freelance music videos, um, did album covers, all types of stuff, and I was just working in the music industry, which is pretty tough. Um, and yeah, I mean, I felt like I had done, I felt like I had really done a lot of different stuff. Like I had toured with a lot of big artists. I had done like pretty decently sized music videos, but still really wasn't like, I don't know, like 2020 right around Corona. I just felt like, I felt like my value was a lot higher than what people were like, like wanted from video. And so I just decided to pretty much stop and just do my own thing and make my own art for myself. And around this time, my friend Sean Williams was telling me a lot about NFTs. And I was like, yeah, I don't know, man. And it, I wasn't even hesitant. I was just like, I just want to make this shit for myself right now. Like, I don't even want to make it. Like, I'm not trying to put anything out for anybody. And then, yeah, like basically probably about a year, a little bit over a year ago now, probably put out my first one and then since then i mean it's just been this like i don't know how to explain it but i mean throughout my whole career i've done a lot of different types of visuals like visual mediums and like you know played around with a lot of different things and so now i don't know i feel like it's kind of like a playground of like learning so many things each day and uh yeah i mean that's dope so Sean Williams, you're talking about iArt sometimes, right? Yeah. That's so dope. I have one of his one-of-ones. Um, I bought it and one of his collection pieces on uh, Foundation. I-, I love his art. I've been following him for a minute too. So yeah, I didn't that's know the my boy. Like, I met him through some people I know, like just being when I lived in Chicago and like I've known of his art for a while. And yeah, he, he was really pushing me to do it. And I'm glad that he was like, I'm glad that he told me about it and got me into it because... Yeah, once he did, it was like a fucking rabbit hole. Like I was just like, I'm. I get like that though. If I get into something, I'll just like try to learn everything I possibly can about it. That's so cool. That's that's really interesting. Uh, and I and I love how you, how you, the story of your come up actually. Uh, what do you think of music NFTs? No, I'm just kidding. I'm fucking with Ed. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you no, know, Jake, Jake, knows. Jake is also a whole day. So I love Jake. Jake be supporting us. So shut up. Jake knows. Actually, Jake, Jake supports a lot of artists, and that's why I wanted to have you on the show this morning because sure it's really you are one hundred percent in it for the art when it comes to the space. And I think a lot of your success—I don't want to speak for you—but is because of that because you've always stayed very true to that, and uh, and you seem like quite a purist. And so, what what made you like? I know you said Sean Williams, the one who who brought you into space. You're like, well, this is cool, like. What for you as an artist is the most fascinating part of this space? Like, what would you like the most being able to use this technology and whatnot? Okay, my favorite thing probably. First of all, I buy a lot of fucking art. So you do. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> I'd be buying a lot of shit. I feel like if you're like, okay, I feel like one, if you're a successful artist in the space and you're not buying stuff, that or you're talking about like, you're like, oh it's it's freedom for artists dog it's this and that but you don't really buy that much stuff it's kind of just weird in my opinion i mean again it's not my eth whatever so it's like anyone's to do with but i feel like that is such a huge not even value it's like a red product. flag 
yeah, it's just like, why would you not, you know, like, like if you make a big sale and then you're like, these are people you are interacting with every day, every other day. And like, there's a ton of art that I love. So like just based say, on like, interactions, you know, that I want to support people. Um, I was like collecting some random Tezos NFTs. And then I looked at who the holders are and like Jake's like always a holder on all of them. <laughs> also, and Jake doesn't like flexing. He just buys art. Like he's just like out here. I'm just going to buy it. And, I appreciate that. I don't know. Is this something? It's just so genuine and authentic when you do it. It's like, hey, I'm just gonna buy it because you, you appreciate, you just love art, and yeah, is this something I, I, I just want other artists to do as well. Of course, shout out to yourselves, amen. But like, you know, <laughs> I, I oh, think that, that is- Jake is like always doing art. Like I was at the Moonbirds party, and he's there with his iPad doing art on his iPad at the Moonbirds party. I still haven't seen Jake. Like I'm trying. I to still find haven't him. met Jake. Yeah, we haven't met Jake yet, but Jake is out here. So. I don't know how I knew you guys. I was all I was in NYC all over, dog. Because it was. A I'm, 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 I met. I met nice. Jake. I had a, I had yeah, we met at the Rare Pepe show. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was. Uh, it was. It was pretty sweet to meet, actually. Yeah, it's, so it's, it's, I made it's the really effort, cool. guys. Yeah. I made the effort. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> shut up. It's, it was so hard. Actually, I'm, I wish I'd seen that rare pepper thing. Uh, apparently, it was really fucking dope. Um, I uh, so yeah. I mean, I, I kind of forgot where, where we left off here, but I, I was asking Jake about you know you about um you know what you like the most being an artist in the space and what it's been able to allow you to do. I think it's really cool. But I want to talk about your art. Like, I really like. I, I've seen a couple of. I think you've minted photography before, like that yay photo, etc. I mean, you've had a couple of successful f- photos on there, but I'm really like, what's always intrigued me is like the art you've been putting out uh, most lately. And it's just like, I don't know how to explain it. How would you describe, how would you describe your art? Like what category, like, you know, what niche, I know you say neo-depressionist, but by the way, I thought it's such a great term. Um, and it seems like you've coined that, but how would you describe your art? Like, I, I just, it's just it's such an interesting, unique style. I don't know, maybe like scatterbrained or like kind of a clusterfuck. But it all makes sense though. <laughs> it all makes it's sense. It's like organized right? chaos. Like, yeah, it's it's like, like there's so much going on, but it makes sense. Yeah, like I don't know. It's kind of inspired just off of like I used to do like collage stuff too. And uh, I don't know. It's more interesting to do like. I don't know. I just was really looking at a bunch of old artworks and was just wondering, like, damn, what if they had six frames to do this? Like, that would be crazy. And, yeah, it takes a long time. I do them all, like, basically redraw each one by hand. And then the, like, the stuff with the code is really what's, like, exciting me. Just, like, making, making something and just adding a new element to it that's, like, not even just crypto native, but that makes sense and can like live there and everything. Um, the ETH price was like, I was really stoked on that one. I mean, that was basically, that's like just basically pulling like old, you know, references kind of, and then just recontextualizing them. And yeah, like pushing myself, adding something new each time. Cause I don't really code. And this last one, I really wanted to like, not have someone do for me and so yeah like pretty much pretty much coded that so that's um so that's that's what's really cool with you is you code yeah 
The other thing I wanted to add with the whole like value prop of blockchain on artists is secondaries because that is like it's just a huge thing that I think a lot of like maybe artists or people might like not realize or sleep on. But if you're an artist and do an audition and it does well on secondary, like you get paid like a good amount of money and that's just a huge value proposition for like, you know, a lot of people ask me for advice on what to do with their thing or their, you know, how to drop stuff. And my advice is just to like follow yourself and what you would like, what feels right. Because when I do all my jobs, that's all I do. I mean, I don't follow like a rule book or whatever. I just do what feels right for the piece. Hmm, I love that. Ovi, I know you're a fellow artist. Maybe yeah. Jake. Yeah. Well, I just, I just want to say, um, obviously, like Jake, I've I collected your DGN tokens. So I know a lot of your art. Um, it's dope. Cool, but I, just, I have that. Yeah, it's awesome. And and by the way, that was like I think that was the first like art utility token kind of thing. Like that came in like September, October last year. So, um, but like following on from that, I think um, a thing that I uh, love about you, Jake, is I think you're just like it's like you have this like axe to grind to like be inventive or be creative or do something different and yeah, in this day and age, especially in the last few weeks, you just see like so many copycats and like people just doing the same structures. And now everyone's doing utility tokens and they're just everyone's doing the whole airdrop thing. Like everything is like very samey. And um, I think your thing, and, I, and I, maybe maybe you're the sort of person that sees that's like, oh damn, everyone's doing the same thing. I gotta I gotta mix it up. I gotta do something different, be more creative. And um, you're like one of the few people who actively like makes a thing of doing that. And I think that's like a um, you know, I think that's a big testament to your success and probably what will be your ongoing success because you are doing new shit. Even like the last piece with the, the live ETH price, like that's new. No one's done that before. And it's, it's really cool to see that there are people who are like actively out there trying to be creative. But um, the other reason why I love your, your shit, by the way, is like, I think for me, like I like collecting stuff where you can tell it's genuine. Like you can tell some, like this piece is like, if you slice up in this guy's head, to see what he was thinking in part of his brain like this piece shows that and i just kind of like feel that about your pieces like i can't put my hand on my heart and say i know what every single piece is about but i do feel like it's like something that's like semi-autobiographical to you or something that means something to you or a way that you felt at a certain moment in time or linking all these pieces together and um that's the thing like you know everyone's doing meme art and all this kind of art but um it's very hard to give something that feel of authenticity and genuineness and um, I think your stuff does because it is like it's so different. You have glitch stuff. There's a lot of glitch stuff out there, but your stuff is like it's genuine, like it's different. Um, I think it's authentic. So uh, I just wanted to like congratulate you on those things, uh, and I wanted to ask like, what's your favorite piece that you've created? Like, which one is would you say is like oh. the one that is most meaningful to you, or the most the one that you're most proud of? Well, thank you for all that, sir. That was very kind. Um, I don't know. My favorite is probably Insider. It's probably my favorite. Which one was like, that? Which one? Where, where was this one? On the Super Rare? No, it's on a, it's on, it's an edition actually, and it's like one I did like kind of a while ago. Um, yeah, it's under my. It's in the editions one, and it's like an edition of twenty-seven. Yeah, it's my favorite one. Oh by yeah, that one crazy. Far, I love that one. Because yeah. that one I drew and then glitched, like, okay, well, 
people call glitch art something that in my personal opinion is not glitch art but that's that's okay like i understand that people like there's like you know it's a genre or whatever and it's, so what is it what is it exactly i was gonna say the same thing my opinion yeah. is glitch art is when you mess with like the channels of video like rgb video and you actually mess with their analog channels that's my opinion but people call glitch art basically anything that animates which is fine is I mean, that how xcopy does it is that how xcopy no in a similar no no, no like it's, it's like capacity that game. yeah you know like, you know like when a, t- when a tv glitches and you see like the rgb stuff come through yes like i think that's technically that's like like even like maybe even like sarah zucker is more of a glitch artist than some of the other stuff, but I think I think you're right. Yeah, that's like, glitch. Like that's, that's real. Glitch, that's like. Right? That's real I mean, glitch, if we're right? talking about analog glitch, like analog like video glitch, like that is exactly what that is. But regardless, it it's. I just like that one because the idea is so succinct and like straight. It's really straightforward, and it was the first time that I like made a piece digitally, and then glitched the video and then was like like had to edit them together so they looked like they were one in the same you know like it didn't look like just slopped together basically but yeah that's probably my favorite or like one of the newer ones like 800 milligram pain i really like yo that one goes hard i told you that i was like damn this guy's transcended like i was like (laughs) yeah that one's one of my favorites for sure you nailed that I like. I um, printed a top, I like te- by the way. I like test test subject. Is that is that that's the, is that the one with like all the pipes coming out? I love that one. Yeah, I like that one too. That, one's that, one, that one's pretty fresh. Yeah. You know what's yeah, funny like, is the one that I like the most is the one that you like the least. <laughs> Misunderstood. <laughs> Misunderstood. I I I love that one. I, it's just one of the first ones I put out, so it's like it's just been out and and like a lot of people will say it's their favorite to me, and I'm, that's that's fine. That's cool. I just am like. Damn, I got so many other bangers, dog. <laughs> That's really your favorite. Well, you got a lot of bangers. And by the way, if you want to find Jake's art, it's 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 not complicated, but there is a thing. So you got to go, when you're going to OpenSea, you put in Jake. It's the first thing. It's Jake's World Editions. And you can go look at um, Insider, which is gorgeous. It's an edition of, it's small, it's like 20s. Yeah. Disassociated, uh, by the way, is the one I thought that was very incredible. Like the way it glitches. Uh, it's crazy. Um and then you also have we can find your work by we have to it's it's weird you have to look at degenerative art right yeah degenerative art if you want to look at uh, Jake's art as well some additions there so that's where like safeguard which has the the price of ETH on it is listed and then 800 milligram pain if you want to go look at it I thought the screen times were interesting too um, I thought that one was really fun. Um, but it's just like you have so much crazy shit out there. Oh my God. So, sorry to just cut in, guys, but I'm going to have to bounce. Oh, here's here's OSF's excuse. Great. Have fun with the family. Hey, at OSF. least he made it. Hey, no, he made it to 11.55 at least. I know. If Jake wasn't on, I would have just dropped off without saying anything. But <laughs> because Jake's here, I just wanted to make sure I said goodbye properly. So, but yeah, I got a bounce from dropping my uh, family into the airport. But it was, no, uh, no, do your thing. It was, it was a pleasure, everyone. And, um, I uh, hope everyone has a nice weekend. Jake, good to catch up, man. It was a good to see you in New York as well. So, um, yeah, man, I appreciate it. 
Yeah, hope everyone has a nice weekend. I'm, uh, I'm have out. a great weekend, Ovi. Um, and so, Jake, well, wow, this is so cool. Safeguard, honestly, Safeguard is badass. Um, I read a tweet from you uh, not that long ago along the lines of, like, you haven't even started putting your best work out there. What is coming for Jake the DJ? Because I saw you the DJ in the studios. I see you doing a couple spaces, uh, elevating artists. I see you tweeting about wanting to do retreats with artists and like where it's just about the art and this and that. I see you like talk a lot about all that stuff. What What's coming for the DJ? Well, I got a lot of work coming and physical work. I'm trying to do a solo show like within the next year. And, uh, I'm turning DGen, doing a lot of merch with DGen. Probably do like some, some uh, physical like events, everything. But really, just more art and different mediums, and like just exploring that. But hopefully, like bringing it into. I really want to do a gallery space, like in real life, um, and just more like more connecting with people, and not just online, honestly. Yeah, no, this is cool. Yeah, the connecting with people is really important. I uh, I love the idea you had to just bring artists together and do something with a bunch of artists at some point in the city because a lot of the stuff we see is like conferences, but, you know, it's like people love going to fuels like pay parties, you know, like because it's like fun to get to like pay with them, right? So it's like I'm sure people would love to come and like create create like glitch art with you, IRL and stuff like that. Um, it's something that people love when they see artists like running around with their iPads and drawing like Zade like would show me like his progression on his iPad at the artifact event, he'd be like adding to it, be like, wow, this is so cool. Like Jasty's like, <laughs> the kid's always with a marker in his hand, like, you know, drawing. So it's super cool. I think it's, uh, I think that's the awesome part. And, um, and so definitely wanted to get you on and, you know, uh, get to hear more about yourself, more about your art and, you know, with the story of Jake the DJ, which is awesome. I think it's long overdue. Uh, what's next for you? What's, uh, what's, what are the next steps uh, for Jake the DJ? Any, any new crazy Pieces coming up. I see you're dabbling into fashion, which is mm-hmm. really cool. You got to mm-hmm. You have a, see you. He's competing with like him and Betty have like a a, a fashion um like they they're battling on who's gonna be the top. Bro, um, we gotta fashion. do we gotta do spit <laughs> pick battles on here. Like the like, I can't wait to, for that. Like we used to do on like Nike talk forums and shit, dude. <laughs> like the full fit pick, and then have people vote on it. But yeah. but yeah, like like folks say, you are um, dabbling in fashion. Is there something where you know your holders will be? You know, this is just me asking, of course. Like getting, you know, first dibs on a Jake collection. Yeah, it'll be token gated on my website, but and there will be, but there will be stuff for public, like public drops as well. Honestly, next, I really am trying to find, uh, like a. Uh, a studio like a live workspace that's kind of what i've been trying to do here is find like a spot that i could move to it's got a nice like little studio in it but yeah where are you at right now you don't have to dox but you're i'm in you're, colorado you're, you're right now oh you, yeah you're based in colorado okay so, so you're trying yeah. to find a dope studio yeah it doesn't have to be here though but yeah i'm really trying to do that because like i've been doing some physicals and trying to paint and do like just bigger things and so i just need more space have you done uh, physicals before uh some but not many honestly so a lot of it though is just room like 
I don't really like I'm not trying to like draw on like a tiny canvas really I'm trying to just like do it at bigger scale so I just need room to create honestly like not just my apartment I think so, you posted a couple of paintings right I, I yeah think I saw something yeah that was that was cool I don't know I just think like you have so, so much like reach and talent what is, what is like your dream collab in the space and you and I talked about fuel and I tweeted about it because, like, damn, like, there's something there. Like, you guys' art. But, like, what are, what are, like, your top three collab slash kind of artists you look up to in the space? Uh, X-Copy. Um, I don't know. X-Copy. <laughs> and X-Copy. And X-Copy. <laughs> I mean, I really you, like You're X-Copy. fine with that. That's also a great answer. there's like a reason why i really like him though and it's because of the conviction and like the tumblr posts of being like oh i'm doing this thing called crypto art if you have a wallet send me your wallet i'll send it to you if you don't have a wallet i'll teach you like he was just trying to give it away and i'm like yeah that is so fire just that like that's like so crypto native to like be there doing it before it's like some huge thing um that's really why i like like his stuff because just the energy around that and like is super familiar to me um but i like ferocious definitely and like i'd love to collaborate with him i'd love i love x copy i love collaborate with him and then probably like um like hmm like tyler hobbs or like a generative artist honestly that'd be really fun to collaborate with that would be dope. Honestly, an ex Jake collab was probably the hardest thing ever. I remember when he did something with ACK was fire, but and and I could see like ex copy and Jake the DJ. It's gonna happen though. You you seem like you've been manifesting quite a lot in the last year. I I don't know when I found out about you. It was a year. I don't know early. Uh, you're in something ago on Twitter, but it seems like you've manifested uh, quite a bit of things <laughs> so far. So. I wouldn't be surprised if those if those uh, if those collabs end up actually happening. It's been pretty crazy to watch, honestly, uh, and rightfully so. And I saw you. And I saw. Yeah, I just want to still say, like, I, I appreciate Jake. Um, your art is incredible, but you also advocate for other artists. And I don't think we say that. Like, I don't feel like we're loud enough about like how that's so important. Um, you know, I think Jake is like the loudest when it comes to his tweets. And just like, yo, this is art. You know, this is what we're doing. You know, like, just very, like, unapologetic. Um, and it really, if anything, encourages artists to, like, you know, keep going and um, to, you know, do what they need to do. Um, I think sometimes um, it's just really good to see, like, very successful artists um, looking looking out for, you know, smaller artists in the space, um, you know, because it's just very difficult. And sometimes we, we're not sure of how to, you know, I say we. Um, but, you know, uh, we're not sure of how to navigate in the space sometimes and just, you know, having artists like you and others being very very loud um and also sharing your platform you do that without asking or you know you're like hey i can you know i would love to talk about your art you really care about that um so i just want to say thank you for that um not only are you an incredible artist but you are also an incredible person in this space um i didn't know you were doing photography and is that something Oh, that yeah, he has a sick photo, bro. Minted on his own smart contract early on. Like before bro, people is that are you gonna dabble shit. back into that too? Like, I mean, right now it seems like you can't put Jake in a box. So, like, is is that coming back as well? Maybe. I mean, I always shoot photos, but I haven't I haven't shot a photo in a long time, honestly. 
I, I actually what shot a the glitch in the photo. I I I have uh, done I've done a glitch on a photo before. <laughs> um, Obviously. I shot a yeet show like a couple of months ago, and it was like the first time I shot in months, and I was it was like it was hard. I'm gonna listen to yeet. You've been talking Bro, about yeet. You, like you got even sometimes I'm thinking you're talking about somebody else and it's just the lyrics from Bro. From yeet. yeet is just oh. like so good, dude. I swear you'll I swear you'll get into it. A lot of people will be like, Oh, it's a swag rap, I'm not listening to it, man, I'm not listening to it, but you just gotta give it a little bit of time and realize that he's actually freestyling all that shit, and then you're like, Oh my god, this guy's a demon. <laughs> so fine. I'm gonna listen right. to it's also, funny. yeah, thanks for thanks for shouting me out, Ed. I really appreciate you. And uh, to go along with that, I'm doing a Spaces Later, like, uh, so we'll be, like, what time? more artists. Uh, I think we do it at, like, I think at no- in two hours, like, at noonish, my time. At so, wait, here. noon your time, yeah, Central. So, yeah, two hours. Uh, yeah. Okay. Because you do, you do that a lot, yeah. Is it yeah. also with Jake and um and Matt, right? Yeah, we did that with Ed. We did that with you what month and a half, two months ago? Now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I also was on um his stage. Yeah. Uh shout out. Shout out. It was uh that space was awesome. Really dope space actually. Definitely talk about music NFTs. Hell yeah, music NFTs. And uh <laughs> and I see Jake, you tweeted that I, I know Jake, I'm gonna play it right now, but he tweeted already like the two places to see his editions. You also have hot mess. What's so it's three like Three different. I always meant to ask you, by the way, what's the difference between Jake's World Editions, Degenerative Art by Jake, and then Hot Mess? Well, they're all they're they're not all the same. Editions is just like where I was dropping editions originally, like not airdrop stuff. And then when I do airdrops, I was putting them under Hot Mess. But recently, I've been like really liking. ERC 721s as additions instead of doing 1155s. So the degenerative art collection is like a 721 contract. So I could do additions as 721s. Uh-huh. So yeah, they're kind of like, it's kind of not even all over. Hot mess is more so like airdrops and then like the rest are kind of spread between those two. That's cool. But yeah, I love it. I love it all. It's uh, I was asking because I have some of it. I don't know. I, I think I've accumulated quite a bit of pieces from you now. Close to 10. I don't know. Maybe more. I don't know. It's just, I've brought Damn. a bit. But I remember, yeah, bro. Because, dude, Ed, I was watching Jake's work and I've been want- I was wanting, it was last year, I really wanted to buy a DGEN token uh, because I found out that he was doing weekly a monthly airdrop uh, using that. And I remember I kept pushing like, Oh, you know, the thing like I'll buy it tomorrow. You know, that, t- that vibe I'll buy it later. I'll buy it later. I want to shit gets to like four ETH. Vincent Vendel buys one. I'm like, that's my sign. I was like, fuck it. Like, I'm like, this is the sign. BBD never misses. And I've been thinking about buying Jake's work literally for like three months already. So I just went ahead. It was like in the fours or whatever. And now obviously that token is around 11 ETH, but gets people like access to, to your work every month, which has been really cool. Uh, to see and I've, I've one thing i've loved and i do want to ask you one last question um you know to segue to how to make it as a kind of a successful artist in the space i think just listening to you speak for the last 30 minutes is is how you make it as a successful artist in the space i think hearing how you compose and just true your art and just real with it and just always want to uh you know you really embrace the tech and you talk about about it a lot you talk about using your own smart contract and using this technology and you actually practice what you preach like to the core of it uh, is 
Um, you know, what would be your advice for artists in the space looking up to you? Because I'm sure you have a lot of people looking up to you. I can tell by when you tweet that you're coming on and a lot of people reacting to it. Um, what are some advice, you know, you have from, from people in the space that, you know, sometimes can feel lost, you know, amidst a lot of craze, but still want to find, you know, their own pathway? Because I've seen you do it and seen you talk about it as well. Mm, I'd say to zoom out. Um, don't be scared. Try new things. Stay true to yourself. Uh, yeah, mostly those things, but, like, think about them harder. You know, like, zooming out. Like, for example, sometimes I'll get in my head about shit or whatever, but then I just take a take a second and zoom out, and I'm like, okay, well, the goal here is just to make better work, you know, better art, like, be a better artist. And that helps me put things into perspective a lot. Like, I mean, when I first had some success, I was like, fuck, dude, like, you know, should I rush and, like, you know, should I be minting stuff, whatever. And I just kind of took a deep breath, assessed the situation, and realized that, like, just going slow and making my best stuff is better than, like, rushing out whatever I do have. Um, but I'd say just to, like, yeah, connect with other artists. Um, and I think, especially during a bear, you know, it's just, like, build and learn. Like, learn to, if this is the time. If you wanted to learn how to code, like, this is the time. If you wanted to learn how to, like, you know, whatever, do 3D or do this or do that, like, this is the time to do that, I think. Um, and, yeah, like, stay true to yourself all the stuff that I dropped, like, there's no, like, even beforehand, like, I'll sh that's why I'll show stuff a little bit less than I'm used to, because people will just be like, oh, is it going to be addition to 50 or a drop or whatever? And it's just like, well, I don't know. I'm just making stuff, you know? I'm just creating just to, like, get better and, like, have the stuff ready that I want to release. So I think that, I think just don't be scared and go in and create and connect with other people. And, uh, yeah, try stuff, try new things, you know, like do make stuff that you would want to own, you know, like make stuff that you would literally want to collect and like, that makes you think that's really, I, deep. That. I mean, like that, that last line, I think sometimes I'm not sure. I, I don't think sometimes I'm, I'm sure artists think of that, but I think that is a line that artists should like really, um, you know, definitely do. Uh, as in, like, yeah, would you want to buy this? Like, if, if if you know, if you were to collect it, would you want to buy that uh, as well? So, yeah, you definitely hit that. Appreciate that. I freaking love that. I'm excited for yeah, yeah. tomorrow. I think it's your your fake Jake is coming out, right? Is it tomorrow? Yes, sir. Yes, yeah, I'm for that. Camila, <laughs> sorry. You're a fellow artist, and you're a fucking sick artist, too, by the way. I don't know if y'all are familiar with one another. Jake, Camilla, thank you. You got to follow Camilla. <laughs> Go ahead. It's it's the first time I'm connecting with Jake, actually. I just wanted to jump in on, on the thing that Ed was saying about, uh, like, putting out pieces that you, you would want to, to buy. And, you know, I, I don't totally agree with that because sometimes I don't have, like, things available because it's, like, it's not good at my standards and people ask me to buy them so like uh, our, i what i notice is that, is that our tastes are completely different and 
it really is subjective, like uh, the quality, you know, because sometimes I'm like, why, why you want this? Uh, now I have like other cool stuff. And some people, they really get connected with this piece that you already don't like, you know, and they want to buy it anyway. And if they insist, I just, I, I, I sell it. So Camilla, do you like, I don't know, um, before you mentioned, do you like hit the, some of your prior past collectors and say, hey, this is a piece I did. I'm not too sure if you like it or whatever. And then they're like, oh yeah, we love it. Would you then put it out? Or do you just get and just say, hey, I'm just going to put this out anyway. Because they how did like I, my goal is more like how do they see the art for you to know that oh this is something that they like even though you don't like it you know here i was talking more in the print side because i also sell physical physical okay. work okay. and they see like the the image you know and they ask me for it and i'm like but i have other things here and they get connected with that and they just want that and i'm like okay i, I will send it you know but in the in the nft side i i just meant it i I like to believe that my taste is good enough, you know, and uh, and my collectors have, have been uh, enjoying what I put out. And normally I talk to them after minting it, you know, so that they they can see what I've been doing. I like to keep them up to everything I, I put out. Yeah, I feel that. I mean, honestly, if I get like, like if I post something and get enough of enough feedback on it, you know, we're like, then I'm kind of like, okay, yeah, this is going to be a thing. Like, I'm totally going to mint this, you know? Um, but, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of work that I'll... I think sometimes it's different, like, for photos and stuff. Like, there's some things that I'm just... Like, I've posted and people be like, oh, I'll mint that. And I'm just like, I don't know. But it, it it's totally, like, varied, varied, you know? And I think that as an artist, regardless, like, if I were to have, like, a, a painting... And I, like, didn't know what to do with it and just had it. Like, I'd totally sell it, you know? Especially if someone really wants it. Um, definitely. Yeah, that, that's it. Don't you feel like sometimes the, the the pieces that you are already, like, not connected with or you don't like because then you, like, you learn, then your technique uh, improved? And then people focus on the one that you don't like. And it's like, what the fuck? Why are you, like, enjoying this so much? I hate it, you know? I'm also afraid because it's a blockchain. <laughs> and I'm like, you were curating. So, like, I'm like, oh, man, I can't put out anything that I don't you like. You can't right? go back. <laughs> but you can post, though. You can post your work without minting it, you know? And kind of get, like, a gut check from people right like jake you're saying like you're kind of gouging people's reactions when like you i just something. love camila's background are those birds camila sure. for a second we gotta hear it <laughs> <laughs> oh it, it's in it's in my street yeah they they are here that. like all the time it but, but i live in like a birds. city yeah <laughs> but i i mean i mean right? city center yeah portugal porto in the north that's awesome this is sick i mean look this has been honestly like such a dope conversation uh you know being able to bring i mean personally speaking super biased one of my favorite artists in the space uh, uh onto the stage and uh, and to be able to also you know get a get an origin story from an artist this week that's that was really a goal of ours uh next week for our origin story for artists we have claire silver on tuesday and on wednesday we have motherfucking joe looney come on man Come on, with Skrilla of the Rare Pepe. It's like, oh, damn, it doesn't get more OG than that. 
uh, and uh, literally, and look up Joe Lodi. Uh, Man no, gave presentations about 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 NFTs in like 2016 um, or before. I forgot when, but anyways, super sick. Uh, but I was I'm super super happy that we're wrapping this week up with a great conversation about the market and stuff as usual. But then an awesome origin story and some great words by Jake the DGen. Uh, really grateful that you came up here. Uh, I like your tweet. I'm on Rug Radio, motherfucker. <laughs> You gotta make that. A, you gotta make that a T-shirt. You gotta make that a T. Yeah, yeah. Make, <laughs> we're gonna add that to the merch store. Like we're gonna put like I'm on Rug Radio and Mefford. <laughs> I love those. This is great. Dude, when you're doing a live video. version, like, have you been to Chicago where they got the like NBC is right on Michigan Ave and you can walk by when they're live and put your face against the window and shit. Like you gotta so, get. We gotta get a Rug Radio NFT NYC live street view that has a glass like some glass behind it just to get some so i'll do the glass next time but we did live spaces in austin for south Bend. we did live spaces this year uh in new york but they were not streamed directly because technically it was a little complicated to have like a whole filming crew uh film it all for youtube and also like tap it into directly to twitter tech wise but yeah like i definitely like we're looking i was talking yesterday to to, anyways we're talking about a bunch of stuff and just brainstorming and like i'd love to have like uh, you know, Radio Row during like these events where like you Rug Radio has like a live, like you know, we're just recording live. Yeah, definitely. The day we that, do that, you gotta get VR. Dave Matthews to perform live. Dave Matthews, DMV. <laughs> oh, Dave Matthews, man, man, come on, man. Oh, you used to go to DMV at the Hartford Meadows all the time back in the day. That was Damn, a, I feel that was uncultured. Wait, yeah, you, you uh, don't know Dave Matthews. Uh, well, <laughs> I, I'm. I listen. I, this is where I'm gonna Wait, pull up the Froke, card. You, you don't know who Dave Matthews is. Crash into you, babe, I probably know the music, but I'm gonna play the immigrant card here. I'm just a Persian guy, born in France, raised in Canada. Um, you know, I, I'm not really aware of. Even I knew Dave Matthews, people. and I don't listen to music like that, so that's crazy. I mean, you're American into music NFTs, so. Uh, uh? <laughs> You get that. That's fine. <laughs> no, one, one thing on it too. Like I, I was like pumped to talk about like the mass market side today, which we like skipked over. But like once Jake started talking, I saw your talking, thread. It's and, really and, good. And and Camila came up. Like this reminded me of like when we came into the space last year. We were on Clubhouse. Like we yep. weren't even thinking about mass market at nope. all. Like we didn't know idea if it was going to take off, and it was just fun talking with artists. And like I'm not gonna lie, I wasn't huge in the art prior. I mean, I always appreciated it. But I've learned so much in the past year. I think that's one of my favorite parts right now about everything slowing down is we actually get a chance to go back to where we were last year and have these conversations rather than like the next hyped up thing. So like Jake, I mean, ever since last year when you started doing this, I still regret not getting that token way early on. Um, But one thing that I always stuck out is like even if you can't afford a piece uh, or even if you like – don't have the chance to get it like a tweet or a retweet goes such a long mm-hmm. way to help support artists that aren't out there um because you might not be the one but you can help curate that future collector yeah my say this a <laughs> lot my discord and like on twitter but and i'm a really like big proponent of it um i really like you don't have to buy any art to support it you don't like at all i mean for example i love art i go to the art museum all the time and look at art but i don't own any of it but i still love it i love going to look at it and 
yeah, I mean, that, like, you don't have to own own it. And I think that that is, like, yeah, I mean, there's so much speculation. Like, one thing I've tried to keep away from my art and my work is speculation, really. So, like, that's what I always tell people is that, yeah, if you're looking to get it just to flip it or something, like, I mean, good luck, and it might work out. I don't know, but um, you can. It's worked out for your early supporters. It's probably worked out for your early supporters, but definitely, like, this is not, like, I I don't know. It's like when I bought the the D-Gen token, it wasn't like, you all flip it, though I could easily, like, right now, sell for 11 ETH. It was acquired for four, and I still got, like, 10 pieces worked for for free with it. But, like, I never saw it that way myself, even though if you're looking for it as a return, it's like, yeah, it's. Probably my. It's funny, right? When you look in the bear, the best performing assets are pretty much the art. Like, if I were to look, compare an NFT I bought last year at the same time as your DGen token, and if we're talking purely speculative market and money, I'm like the return is higher on this one than it is on most of the PFPs, and I've seen that a lot with a lot of the art. I mean, RLD is one of them. You know, Ovi he did similar. Like, he has this token, you get a airdrop. It was like 0.069, and that shit went to like 15 ETH. Like, it's just like things like that and it keeps it, it stays like the right now i think in this market like you're seeing a balance being restored which is good i don't think it should be one or the other it's one end right the word end is very important and it's been cool to see uh people like you come forward i did pin at the top for everybody who wants to get more of the, the jake's content the 5 p.m eastern standard times so that's 2 p.m pacific they're going to be hosting a uh, dgen studios uh, again, so they clearly put a lot of artists uh, on so definitely want to follow jake the dgen for all, if you're listening on replay spotify SoundCloud and all the other platforms around because we post on all platforms. Uh, Jake the Djen, J A K E D Djen, D E J G E N. Definitely, you want to follow. Uh, give Jake a big follow, uh, especially when it comes to you know purely art in the NFT space and, and using the tech to your advantage to create art, which is amazing. It was a fun show. Great Friday morning. Uh, we went twenty over. I love that. All good vibes. Big shout out to Mando and Ovi who. Had to ditch early, sadly, but we're not going to shame Ovi. Just Mando on Monday. And uh, <laughs> obviously a big shout-out uh, to everybody for coming. A massive shout-out to Jake, the DJ, for being our special guest in Origin, Origin Story. Today it was a great show. Uh, Ed, thank you, 5511, Simon, Camilla, and Golden, as usual, Golden Crypto, who's you know in charge of uploading all our content online, but also he's going to be posting a thread, as usual, in the next couple of minutes about the recap of the show. And uh, I guess we'll see you on Monday. Uh, which will be Monday, what? Monday, July, blah, blah, blah. Monday, July 18th for another show of GM NFTs on Rug Radio. Let's fucking go. Let's go. Hold on. Did I mute by mistake? Yeah, you got rugged at the I end. I got rugged by mistake. Kind of I was trying to play the thing, but my damn AirPods connected. So wait, let me, let me, on. sorry guys. This is like the worst <laughs> outro in history. I actually had it, I, I had it on lock. With that, yeah, <laughs> just sing it for us. I never fuck. Yeah, just sing it for us. Uh, it's a beautiful oh, day. You have a beautiful day. GM, GM. You gotta pay. I don't sing. Good morning, NFTs with Farouk, Osef, and Mando. Wait, Got is this happening? On Web three, and it's all on Rock Radio. Rock Radio. It's a beautiful day to have a beautiful day. To have a beautiful day. <laughs> G-M-G-M. You actually on key, bro. Let's go. Baroque, you have another career. That was not bad, bro.
And it's fun on Rock Radio. Rock Radio. It's a beautiful day. To have a beautiful day. GMGM. Oh, yeah. Was that a music NFT? Music NFTs. Peace out, fam. Have a great weekend.